Praise God. How many people love Jesus? Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. That's our scripture. It says, who has saved us? Hallelujah. How many of you are saved today? Aren't you, how many people, you're glad you're saved? With what's going on in the world today, aren't you glad you're saved, that you're not of this world? How many of you, how many of you are ready for Jesus to come back? Every day I say, are you coming today? Are you coming this second, this minute, this hour? I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to leave this earth. I'm ready to see heaven. I'm ready to see new worlds. Oh, you think this is the only world that God created? Man, you limit God. You can't limit God. God, God, when you think you, you, think you know God, <clears throat> God's, God's going to say, watch this. He's still creating here in the, in the world. He's still creating. It just if, if we just stopped being too busy with the world and focus on God, we'd see it. Do you realize you can see heaven now if you just keep your eyes on the Lord? He, he revealed heaven to you. He even let you taste what heaven's serving up. Oh, I don't believe that. It's in the Word. Everything you need to know about God's in the Word. Everything you need to know about heaven's in the Word. Everything you need to know about life is in the Word. You ain't going to find another book that's going to teach you about life better than this book right here. Why? Because only a book of life can teach you about life. Only a book that's alive can teach you what living is all about. And the author is still alive. How many books do we have on our shelves at home and the, all, those authors are dead? This author doesn't die. He's continually showing himself through the word. That's why we tell you to read the word, study the word, pray the word, speak the word, sow the word every day. Why? Because God's revealing. He's revealing his life. Which is more abundantly. Jesus. Hallelujah. Who saved us and called us with a holy calling. Who saved us and called us with a holy calling. The calling that you have on your life is not just any call. It's a holy call. Not according to your works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Do you realize the pledge we just made signifies to God how far we're willing to go for the kingdom? Every time you pledge your allegiance to Jesus, the written word, you are letting them, you're, you're letting God know how far you're willing to go for the kingdom of God. And I told you um, when we were starting a series about the kingdom. We have to be kingdom minded. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about your kingdom. It's about, you, about the kingdom of God. When you take your last breath, guess what? Everything that you have accumulated for your kingdom stays. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. But if you establish the kingdom of God, it's forever. It's everywhere. It affects not only your life, not only your family, but your children, but children to come and children and children, generations to come. The kingdom of God, when you establish the kingdom of God, it will affect generations. It's about the kingdom. How many generations since the death of Christ has been touched? You're one of them. So when you're about the Father's business, when you're about the kingdom business, it affects generations. Why do you think they're trying to shut us up? Why do you think they're aborting generations? 
Because they don't want generations to know the truth. The devil doesn't want them to know the truth. Because the truth will set you free. And we are of our father's business. And that business is kingdom. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what culture you come from. It's about the kingdom of God. We have been called with a holy call under his purpose and grace. And every time we pledge our allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, Jesus, the written word, we show God how far we're willing to go for the kingdom. It is in that purpose and grace we establish his kingdom every day. We establish it physically. We establish, we, we establish it spiritually, we establish it physically, and we establish it financially every day of our life. It's all about the kingdom. It's not about you. It's about God. This vision that, that ALM has is big. Look at your neighbor and say, this vision is big. It's not just a one-man vision. It's kingdom vision. This vision is not a one-man vision. It's kingdom vision. To save, to heal, to restore, and transform. That's what this vision is all about. It's all about the kingdom, established the kingdom through salvation, through healing, through restoration and transformation. Every day, we're about our Father's business. Yes, you can establish the kingdom of God working where you work. Doing what you do for a living, you can establish the kingdom of God. Don't tell me you can't, because the word of God will tell you you're a liar. I didn't call you a liar, the word does. You can establish the kingdom of God in anything that you do. For God's sake, I was a truck driver, and I established the kingdom of God. They knew how, how, where, how, I, how I walked, how I talked, and how I lived. And if they would use God's name in vain, that, gave, that opened the door for me to tell them about who the real God is. And I shared the gospel. Don't tell me you can't. I did it in, I did it in every job that I ever had. I shared the gospel. Why? Because I know what the gospel did to me. It changed my life. It saved me. It healed me. It restored me back to the Father. Nothing in this world, I don't care how, what's, no psychologist, no psychiatrist, no drug, no, no medication can do what God can do. But we spend millions on other ways and we're still bound. We're still troubled. We're still confused. Because we're looking for the easy way out. There is no easy way out. You want to be saved? you got to go through Jesus. And you got to surrender to Jesus. What do you mean by surrender? Oh, no, you got to surrender all of yourself. Everything you've got. Yes, God requires all of it. Not just a portion. So many times we just give half our heart. Oh, God, I'll just give you this part of my heart, but I hold on to the rest. God ain't no fool. God ain't, God ain't going to pay you no t any attention. God ain't going to do what you want him to do just by giving him a percentage of your heart. No, you got to give it all to him. You got to give it all to him. 
And that's what the kingdom demands. It demands all of you. It demands everything that you got. It demands every breath that you take. Every action that you make, it demands. But this demand is not a burden. This demand is not a yoke of burden. This demand will bless you. It will steer you away from trouble, from pain, from suffering, from hurt, betrayal, brokenness. It will steer you away. Why? Because in that pain and suffering is bondage, enslavement. Where you have no control is where the devil can pull a string and you have to obey him. See, the kingdom, yes, is demanding, but the sole purpose of its demand, of, its, of what it demands from you, is not to, to burden you, but to bless you. To bless you on this earth. To live good. But to live good, you don't have to steal, kill, and destroy. You don't have to cheat your way to live good. You don't have to take advantage or manipulate. So many times people will take advantage and they'll manipulate to get ahead. That ain't God. God don't have to manipulate. That ain't the kingdom. You don't have to fleece anybody and tell you, hey, if you, in other words, hey, it's a pay to play. You got to pay your way to get to heaven. No, you don't. The payment has already been paid. You don't have enough. To get you in heaven. There's no pay to play. The payment's already been paid. All, we, all God requires us to do is be willing and obedient to the kingdom. We pledge our allegiance every day. And when we pledge our allegiance, we signify to God, to God how far we're going to go for the kingdom. Now, I said this vision is big. And it's not one man vision. It's not a one man vision. It's kingdom vision. Bishop, we know, laid the foundation. For 40 years, he laid the foundation. He's given you more scripture that's in the Bible. There was a time and period of his life that he would give you 50 to 60 scriptures on a Sunday. Then on Sunday night, he'd turn around and give you another 35 to 40 scriptures. What was he doing? He was laying the foundation. But listen to me. Now it's up to us. I'm going to say that again. It's up to us. Who's us? You and me. Not just Pastor Thad. It's up to us. Yes, you, my brother, sitting in that pew on the, the fourth, the fifth row. One, two, three, the fourth row. It's up to us. It's not up just to me. It's up to us. To go into the highways and byways and, be, and, 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 and to engage people. It's up to us to do what God requires us to do. And that is to be the church. What? Not just on Sunday. But guess what? You're going to be the church come Monday morning, God willing, when you go to work. In other words, they're going to hear of the church, not your... Not you. 
It's about the kingdom, and it's going to take, it's going to take us to build upon it. The foundation has been laid, and it's not going to change. It saves, it heals, it restores, it transforms by the power of the Holy Spirit. Kingdom status, that's the vision, that's the foundation. But it's up to us to build upon this kingdom vision. Us. Say it, us. Look at your neighbor and say, us. Not just you, us. You know, you can point your finger at somebody, but you got three other fingers looking right back at you. It's up to us. Luke chapter 4. Verse starting in verse 42, then we're going to jump into chapter 5. In Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 42, he said, When it was day, he departed and went into the desert place, and the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should not depart from them. In other words, they followed him in the desert. And they said, hey, no, 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 don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom. I must preach the kingdom. Say that with me. I must preach the kingdom. Say it again. I must preach the kingdom. Say it again. Say it one more time. Make the devil mad. I want you to see that. Of God, of other cities also, for therefore I am sent. In other words, you, you're, we're not just sent here. To this church. We're sent to other cities. We're sent to other places. It's not just here. We preach the gospel only. We preach the kingdom of God outside these walls. Why? Because we, the church, who's the church? That are called by his name, walk in the footsteps of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In other words, we imitate him, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5. We are followers of him. So we have to go where God is sending us. If we're not careful, we would just be comfortable and just stay. Like the people, just stay here, Jesus. I mean, Jesus says, I can't just stay here. I have been called. I have been given a holy call to go out and preach the kingdom to other cities, other places. Here's where you come and learn. Here's where you come, you get equipped. But you take what you've been given outside these walls and you preach the gospel. You let the world know that there is a God that loves them regardless. That God is ready to be good and give them the very best of him. See, it's not just here, and we cannot just get comfortable. Because if you get too comfortable, you get stagnant. You become, you let your guard down. And you forget your purpose. You forget the plan, the purpose, the plan and expectation of God. And you just get too comfortable. Meanwhile... The devil doesn't sleep. The devil doesn't stop. He seeks out to steal, kill, and destroy. And Isaiah said it, hell widens itself. Satan doesn't sleep. So if Satan doesn't sleep, why are you sleeping? See, there's a time to rest when God tells you to rest. 
But God ain't telling us to rest. God's telling us to go and do my do my do, do my job to do my do to do our job. To go into the highways and byways. We don't have time to rest. You gonna rest? Guess what? When God tells you to rest. But we gotta get out there. You gotta get out there. We gotta get out there. It's all about us. Building this, this kingdom, building the kingdom upon the foundation that's been, lit, been, been laid. And he preached in the synagogues in, in the Galilee, in chapter 5. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. What a powerful statement. They were mending their nets. They were washing their nets. How important that is prophetically. That every day you gotta mend your you gotta mend your armor. You gotta take care of yourself. You gotta make sure you're scripturally ready. That you're biblically prepared. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And now when he had, le had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down thy net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fish, and their net brake. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the uh, other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so, they, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he astonished and all that were with them at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto them, Fear not now, from hence forth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. We see here in Luke chapter 4, we see, we see Jesus preaching out in the desert and he says, I have to go. I have to go and do my father. I got to preach the gospel. I got to preach the kingdom. I got to preach the kingdom. So he's going in here. He's in Gennesaret and he's, he sees the people are, are pushing him. And he's, you know, he's like, here's, he's like, here's the shore and the water and they're pushing him. So there's the boat. And he said, hey, and he climbs into Simon's boat. And he begins to preach the gospel. He begins to preach the gospel. And then what he does is that he, after he gets done preaching, he tells them to launch out into the deep. He tells Simon, hey, launch out into the deep and, 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 and let down your nets. Now, Simon, a worldly man, a sinful man as it says here, he said, Master, we have toiled all night. We have toiled all night. We have worked all night and caught nothing. See, the world will make you toil all night. The world will make you toil all night and give you nothing. And give you nothing. Here is a man and his partners. They toiled all night and they caught nothing. And here's Jesus preaching the gospel. Preaching the kingdom. 
And you know, and you've heard me say, anytime you preach the kingdom, there's always going to be a blessing. God's always going to show up. God's always going to prove who he is. And Jesus was preaching, and then he tells them to launch out. He tells them to go out into the deep. To launch out into the deep. Now, if that word deep means, means deep sea. It means the deep things of God. When you do a study, it means deep sea. So in other words, I know we've seen the movies. We've seen on the movie. They just push out a little ways and they dropped another shot. No, they went deep. He said, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep things of God. In other words, if you want the deep things of God, you're going to have to launch out into the deep. You can't hang out in the shallows. Now, I know there's individuals out there, all they know is how to, how to fish in the shallows. All they know how to do is just hang out in the shallows and just get the shallow things. Just scratch the surface of God. When God says, hey, I'm glad you're scratching the surface, but guess what? You're no longer in first grade anymore. It's time to graduate. It's time to go out into the deep. You're not a kindergarten anymore. Stop drinking the milk and start eating a piece of meat. Got too many baby Christians out here. Bunch of baby Christians. Your diapers stink. Because you act like children. The church is full of baby Christians. Why? Because the church has not demanded them to grow up. You can pack a church full of baby Christians. Man, you can pack them out. You can fill this place with a bunch of baby Christians and all you do is just scratch the surface of the word of God because you're too afraid to go deep into the word. Why? Because when you go deep into the word, oh, it brings out a different side of God. God starts requiring a little bit more from you. I thank God for the baby Christians. I'm not knocking the baby Christians, but it's time to grow up. Because baby Christians can be taken advantage of. Amen. Satan looks for baby Christians. He attacks them. He, 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 he confuses them. Why? Because all they've done is scratch the surface of God's word. They're not willing to go deep. And he, Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. In other words, he, he was prophetically saying, he was saying, launch out into the deep things of God because I'm about to show you something. That you are no longer a fisher of fish, but you're going to be a fisher of men. But you got to go out deep. See, but they said, hell, well, but, but, you know, but we toiled all night. See, that's the world talking. But I love what Peter, but Simon said, he says, nevertheless, at thy word I will let down thy net. Nevertheless, I'm going to do it. See, how far are, you, are we willing to go ALM when it comes to the kingdom of God? How far are we willing to go? How far are you willing to go out into the deep? How far are you willing to launch out? How far are you willing to launch out into the deep? How far are you willing to go for the kingdom of God when it comes to your spiritual walk? How far are you willing to dig into the scripture? How far are you willing to, to, to truly dig into the word of God and, and find out who you really are and what God says you are, not what you think God, instead of saying, God, this is what I think you're saying. No, you're going to know this is what God's called you, called you with a holy calling. The only way you're going to do that is you've got to be willing to go out deep. 
You're not going to just sit there. Well, I'm the church. Well, well yes, I'm glad you, you recognize yourself as the church, but the church has a job. You just can't say, well, I'm the church. I'm the church. I'm the church. Church is more than just a building. Well, that's because you're, you're a baby Christian. What's the importance of a church? What's the importance of a building? What's the importance of why a building should look the way it should look? Why? Because God was very specific. God was very specific when he told Moses to build a tabernacle. You just weren't going to just build some tit. No, no, no. You're going to make it worthy for me. See, it's important to understand these things. But if you're not willing to go deep, you're not going to understand it. And you're going to say, well, I'm the church. I don't need to go into a building. Well, you know what? Your ignorance gone to seed. How many times did God tell children to build a temple? Three. Three times. Well, okay, twice because it was a tabernacle. If you want to get technical. Moses built a tabernacle. Solomon built the first temple. And Haggai, Nehemiah, Nehemiah Ezra. And Haggai, Ezekiel, they talked about, and he said this temple will be far greater than Solomon's temple. Then you go over there and read in, in Revelation of a new temple. Why? Because it's a dwelling place. It's a focal point. It, it's, it's, it's where God's presence is. Now, I know because of Jesus Christ, God's presence is with us all the time. He's with us. But there's a time where you've got to come together. Why did Jesus tell them to go to Jerusalem and lock themselves in what? A building, a room. A room has four walls, has a roof, has windows, has a door, which makes it a house or a building. The temple. Where did Jesus go in Luke chapter 4? Preaching the, God, the kingdom. He went into the synagogue. Kingdom. Kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. And it's all about focusing on what we're called to do. And it's the kingdom. Now, I'm just using this as an example. I want you to focus on the kingdom. I want you to focus on why you, are, you call yourself to church. It's because you have a, a job. And that job is to establish the kingdom of God. Who God is. To establish it everywhere you go. And Jesus was looking to disciples and he says, hey. He's looking at these, these fishermen and he says, hey. I'm about to show you something new. And you're going to have to launch out into the deep to find it. Now, they launched out into the deep and they did exactly what Jesus told them to do. And they let down their net. And what? They caught what? A great catch. The nets began to break. The nets began to, to, to get. And they had to call their partners. They had to call each other. And, they, began, and they, they saw the manifestation power of God. When God asks you to do something, God will show you his abundance. And it's never going to be something that you know, already know. So you don't fish with nets during the day. A fisherman knows you don't fish with nets during the day. Why? Because fish can see it. Fish have eyeballs. They can see. 
and they see this giant net coming down, they're going to swim the other way. But Jesus looked at him and said, hey, launch out there and let down your net. I, I, I can just see Peter. This man doesn't know what he is talking I'm a fisherman. I know this. I know the sea. I know the water. I know where the fish are. I, I pride myself in knowing my, I, have the, I know the best spots and you never fish at night, daytime. We toiled, what did he say? We toiled all night. All night. And they were mending their nets. They didn't know what they were doing. They were fixing their nets for something that God had had a, had a plan, had a purpose, had a plan, and had an expectation. They were getting their nets ready. And no matter what they tried to do, it still broke. the net still broke. Anytime you show God, anytime God shows up and he requires something of you, there's going to be an abundance of the manifesting power of God. And God is saying today to ALM, show me your faith and I'll break your net. You show me your faith. Oh, you toiled all night. Show me your faith and I'll break your net. I'll break your net with the biggest catch that you ever had in your life. And that's exactly what happened. But for them to do that, they had to launch out into the deep. For them to do that, they had to, they had to abide by the master's command. And the master is here today and his name is Jesus and he is commanding every one of you in this church to launch out into the deep because if you're willing and obedient and you show God your faith he will break your net today he will break your net today he's the same God yesterday today and forever he changes not he is the same God he is the same Savior he is the same miracle worker he does not stop creating, but you have to be willing to launch out. You have to be willing to do what the master requires of you. Yes, you've toiled all night. Yes, you've worked yourself silly. Yes, you're frustrated because you have done it your way over and over and over in witnessing. And you're frustrated because you're not seeing the multitude of fish. But the master's here today. And he's saying, I got a new way. Launch out. Oh, you may catch the little ones in the shallows. The juveniles. The babies. The juveniles. But you want the meat? You got to go deep. Because... If all you do is live off the, the babies and the juvenile, you're going to stay hungry. And you're going to be in want. But if you launch out into the deep, you're going to get the meat. And you will stay satisfied. Because that's the God we serve. He always satisfies. He will always keep you full. So you don't get, you don't become wanted and looking Mm, I wonder how that tastes over there. I wonder how that tastes over there. No, 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 no. You are so satisfied because God gave you the meat. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet.
Hallelujah. Today is a net, day, net breaking day. If you're willing to show God your faith and launch out into the deep, if you're willing to launch out into the deep, He's going to break your net. He's going to break your net. Stop doing it the world's way and let God show you a new way. Because anytime God shows you the new way, he's going to show you his abundance. Amen? Now before we step any, or go any farther, before we take communion, where are you with God right now? Is Jesus in your boat? Where are you with God right now? Is he in your boat? Ask yourself, is Jesus in my boat? Because nothing, nothing could start till Jesus got in Peter's boat. That's another whole sermon in itself. And I know Pastor Dimes probably said, there goes another sermon. He's making a stand again another 20, 30 minutes. Well, it's not fair. We're all, hey, wait, wait, it, it takes us to build this? Is Jesus in your boat? Is Jesus in your boat? Ask yourself that. Is Jesus in my boat? Because if Jesus is in my boat, I'm, 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 I'm starting. I'm starting off right. We got somewhere to go. He chose my boat. And today Jesus has chosen this boat, this ship, And he's asking all of us to launch out into the deep. The deep things of God.